Hey guys, welcome back to the Blood and Black Rum Podcast. I'm Ryan from CloseBloodTation.com, and I'm joined with my co-host, Martin. How's it going? Going pretty well. Um, we are now just a week away or so from Valentine's Day, so love is in the air on the podcast this week. That's why we're not doing a Valentine's film. That's right. We're doing a, 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 a love-adjacent movie. A Valentine's Day movie without the Valentine's Day in it, you know, because because movies they don't need to be set directly on the holiday, right? To to enjoy the feel of the holiday, but it also incorporates another February holiday, Groundhog's Day. That's right. You know, and the other thing too is this movie released uh, right around Valentine's Day a couple few years ago, so you know. Is and one more reason why we wanted to do this movie, but we've uh, we've talked about doing it in the past because we've we we did the first movie and we wanted to do the second one. It were uh, nothing but sticklers for consistency. If we bite into one film of our franchise, eventually we'll we'll go through it all. That's right. We have to. We have the OCD that does not allow us to <laughs> to uh, skip over films in the franchises, even if. Even to our uh, detriment, you know, if they're not good films, we're still going to do them anyway. Just look at the Leprechaun series. Ooh, speaking of. <laughs> yeah, that's coming up too. <laughs> yeah. No, but the, so, so the, the movie that we chose for, for val- our Valentine's Day episode uh, is Happy Death Day to You. And... So, funny story, like, for whatever reason, I had seen somewhere that this movie was a Valentine's Day movie, and I was like, because I hadn't seen it, I've never, I've never seen the movie before, um, you know, I, I had watched the first one, but we kind of saved the second one for, for doing it on the show, so I'd never seen it, and I just, we kind of looked it up, and we said, yeah, sure, let's do Happy Death Day to You, because this one website that I saw it on said that it was a Valentine's Day movie, um, and now I believe that. I either misread it or um, it was written incorrectly, but I mean, it was released around Valentine's day. And then there are some sites that are saying it's, you know, it's a perfect movie to watch around Valentine's day because of the love story that's in it. 
the you know the cheeky uh, will they or won't they yet again in in this movie, um, but it does not take place on Valentine's Day. Uh, it actually takes place again. I mean, b- basically on the same day as the first movie, um, and also the day after, and that would that's in September. So we're pretty far away from Valentine's Day at that point. Uh, it takes I think September eighteenth is the Happy Death Day day. Let me, <clears throat> let me just say too. Sorry to interrupt and be a little off topic. We didn't even do Leprechaun last year. No, we didn't because we weren't really doing anything at that time. We're gonna have to do a double feature then. We're gonna have to cram in two for one. Yeah, making up to do. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I thought we would at least fit Leprechaun in. Nope, we didn't get Leprechaun in. Nope. God damn, man. No, but uh, yeah, I mean, so we made a mistake in that we were thinking that this was a Valentine's Day uh, movie, but that's okay. We're gonna roll with it anyway. Uh, there's gonna be you know lots of love and talk about relationships, um, you know, sex tips, things like that on this show. So <laughs> hope you're ready for that from Blood and Black Rum podcast because little you know, Dr. Ruth. That's right, that's right. We're we're going uh we're going all in. Uh all, and all also in. with the puns too, right? Oh. So That's pretty punny right there. Yeah. All in. Yeah, we're going all in. Uh no pullouts this time. <laughs> Just keep them coming. So, um yeah, happy death day to you. I hadn't seen it. You hadn't seen it, right? Kind of no. saved it. We were oh. uh we, we were um saving our Happy Death Day to you, virginity, for the podcast. Um, and uh, it was one that I was interested in because it is a movie that you're like, how are you going to continue the idea of Groundhog's Day? Because, you know, there have been a lot of Groundhog's Day-esque movies that have released that basically utilize the uh, reliving one day um, scenario. But generally, they're not long-lived. You know, you get one movie out of it, and that's it. Uh, Groundhog's Day being the, you know, the the biggest purveyor of that. They did it, it was it was one movie. You didn't see Bill Murray coming back again, saying, uh, you know what, I'm stuck in that day all over again." Um, so it's it's a difficult concept to e- extend outward from like another movie. So I was interested to see what Happy Death Day to You would do with that scenario. Um, you know, how would they explain it? How would they make it different in a sequel so that you're not just watching the same day uh, restarted all over again? Because I feel like Happy Death Day did a really good job of setting up, you know, like the idea of this day keeps resetting. Uh, we didn't really need a whole lot more context to that actual day being reset. We don't need to see her waking up again and again and again like we did in the first movie. So I was really curious as to how they were going to pull that off. Um, anything that you want to add uh, about you know what your expectations were for, for this movie? I didn't really have any. <laughs> you were just not, like, you know what? Saw the first one. Um, well, not like didn't not- think about it. Well, I was going to say, not in like, uh, you know, a like bad way. Like, yeah, I didn't have any expectations for myself. It's more, you know, Tabula Ross, such the blank slate. Uh, you know, I like. I remember liking the first one. Um, probably, probably gave it around like a seven or seven and a half. Mm-hmm. 
remember like the general premise of it, but it's not something that's been mulling in my mind. Like, man, what a f- such a fucking brilliant concept. Let's you know make a sequel to this. So I, you know, I didn't really think here nor there of it afterwards. Like, you know, it was good for what it was. You know, one of the more enjoyable Blumhouse films. And, you know, I didn't really, like, you know, like, think too hard about, like, what what are they going to do this time? So. So no expectations, just kind of went into it. Totally dark. Totally dark. Didn't. Yeah. Didn't know, didn't care. Just going to go with the flow. Well, it's definitely out, out of all the slashers that you could pick from where they'd you know, be like, here's a sequel. You'd be like, oh, how are they going to do that? Yeah. So, interesting. All right. Um, so, since we didn't get that much out of you for the intro <clears throat> for uh, you know, Happy Death Day to you, you, you didn't really, not, not much to work with there. Let's transition into other topics for the show. Uh, how's how's the relationship life going? Um, you know, what's the hot gossip for you? What hot gossip? You know, what are your plans for Valentine's Day? You know, you got you got a, a hot date lined up. You you know, sleep. You sw- you swipe in on Tinder. You you got some stuff cooking at this point. I'll be, no, I'll be sleeping. Stocking up on the. The condoms heading over to the local community college and and grabbing the, uh, the free ones at the at the health department. Would they even be giving those out now, or is it just no, be like I, a ma- would it just be a mask? Like, you know, yeah, like, I, like, yeah, I don't know. Don't have sex because you'll have to get pregnant or get an STD because you might get COVID, which is even worse. The funny thing is, you know, like yeah, colleges, you know, hand out generally hand out free condoms. I went to a liberal art school, so it was very liberal. So I don't know if everybody else's college was like that. Maybe if you're going to, uh, you know, a very strict conservative school. Well, I like think a, if they're like a state college, they kind of have to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure how that works, but it's like, I mean, you went to, a, you went to a Massachusetts state school cause you're a fucking weirdo. I went to a SUNY school. So I, but I, I'm sure if you're going to, you know, like a Catholic college, they're like, no. Uh, spilling that sperm? I don't think so. <laughs> um, I do remember, too. Um, I mean, they did have, like, free ones at the clinic. But they, you could, like, at the vending machine, when you're buying, like, a Snickers late at night, there was also, like, do you need a condom, too? <laughs> Snickers and a condom. Just making I, sure. You they know, had, like, like, you know, it was, like, like in the gum section. Like, you had, a, like, top, like, your candy bars and, like, your Cheetos and all that. But down where the gum was, or, like, at the far right, it's like, do you need a Trojan? Here's a Trojan. 75 cents. You're not yourself when you're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Grab a Snickers and then whack off into this condom. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, um, obviously you didn't use yours. You have children. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. At a certain point, they stopped working. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess the other thing too is, uh, how, you know, we're talking about Valentine's Day. Um, you know, my plans for Valentine's Day is to hopefully hang out and not do anything at all. Literally nothing. Well, like I said, I'm I'm literally going to be coming off work, so I'll be sleeping 10 hours the night before. Maybe even 12 if, mm. I'm, feeling luck- if I'm feeling rambunctious. Very so. romantic. <laughs> I'll be snuggling with my pillow. 
we actually, you know, we don't do that much for Valentine's Day, and we never really had many decorations for Valentine's Day. My my, my wife this year actually cut out hearts in construction oh. paper and, and hung them around and made her, you know, DIY Valentine's Day decorations. So, and you know what? You know what you saw won't, it on pit. Must have saw it on Pinterest. Yeah, you know what you won't see in um, Happy Death Day to you. Any Valentine's Day decorations because it's not set around Valentine's Day. No, it's set in September. Yeah, just so you know, just just reiterating again <laughs> that this movie has nothing to do with Valentine's Day, <laughs> but we're doing it for our Valentine's Day episode. So you will not catch any Valentine's Day decorations in uh, Happy Death Day to You. The more you know. I don't know. Would you would you say Bayfields University like the? The colors for the university, they're Valentine's, and their yeah, mascot's a baby, so, you know. Like, what's uh, uh, What, what are know. the colors? Like red and something else, like, right? Like a cardinal red and a yeah. white or something, I don't know. Well, you know, though, cardinal red, it's a cardinal sin to have, to have sex out of wedlock, so don't mm-hmm. even think about it. Don't even. Don't I even. do... So again, the whole idea, like I think we brought this up on the episode that we did for Happy Death Day. If you uh, want to go back and listen to that, let us know. Um, I'm not going back gem. to listen to it. You guys can listen to it if you want. Wow, we 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 did it. I, I effectively we wrote it by speaking it. So I don't need to go back and listen to my own shit. I don't generally <laughs> do that. Don't revisit it. Don't care what I said. Uh, right, that's why it? there's all, all kinds of like errors in our things like i think i gave it a seven like it ended up giving it a five i don't fucking know every every rating is arbitrary anyway on here so if i give this film a higher rating and i didn't mean to then it's all arbitrary and i don't really remember what i gave happy death day so that's that's what happens on this show we don't have any fact checkers by the way there's not you know like like uh you sound Steven's like not over here sifting through the the Podcast notes of every episode prior. No, 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 no. You're wrong about that one. You gave that a 6.5. Sorry. Wow. Listen, just so you know, I mean, that's very Kelsey grammar of you. Like, you know, I only do one take. I'm not listening to it again. <laughs> it's true, though. It's a- that's, that's why, listen, we we could write these out. We could plan them better. But sure. Ryan's, Ryan's, he's a man of one. He says he does one take and one take only. And, they're just, and it's just so much work, too. And we're lazy. You know what? I don't. I, w- I guess I wouldn't say we're lazy. I'm confident. I'm confident that we can have enough good material that we don't need to edit it out. Did you? So is that what when you when you write for Colesploitation, Is that your thought? There's no editor. No one's editing your well, work. You're I'm like- the editor. <laughs> I'm the editor. I am. Uh, you know, even for Michael, I'm the editor. So if he 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 writes a review, it goes to me first. Yeah, no, no one filtering. So it's like the our our local newspaper play. It's just you know whatever you fucking feel like writing, get it out there. It's pretty true though. But I, I in my own head, I am like I have like an editing software already going on. Like when I'm writing it, so well, like I'm so. already editing my own shit before it even comes out. Well, I hope so. You have an English degree. Yeah, it's like and editing was always my least favorite thing to do of anything. Anyways, so. Uh, yeah, I, I would, I would, I would say that we don't, you know, we don't edit that much, and we don't have fact checkers. I actually like editing, uh, like writing. Um, not my own, obviously, because it's harder to, you know, pick up on what's wrong. It's why, yeah, you know, having no, I, yeah, I don't mind editing other people's. I don't like editing my own. Because um, you're like, what? This is fucking gold. Why yeah. would I cut any? Why would I cut anything out? Right, right, exactly. It's like I, I put it down. 
uh, I am, <laughs> I am confident when I put it down. You know, I meant it. So yeah. In fact, in fact, when Ryan when Ryan talks about his writing, he starts to speak in the third person. He's like, Ryan Barber knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That's exactly it. You think that's a run on sentence? Ryan Barber does not think it's a run. <laughs> this is gold. Um, that's why we're six years in. Mm-hmm. Going on your going on year seven. That's right. All right, let's take a break real quick from talking about Happy Death Day to you. We'll jump into our um, our beer talk, and I want to well, you, you, say you extend that because I'm gonna go grab another. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that's what I was gonna say because I I want to start out by actually tying this again into Valentine's Day by saying you know on this beer that we have on the can they have a nice little logo a slogan on it and it says a swallow will tell you. And I like to use that phrase in the bedroom as well. Wait for Martin's applause. I don't think he heard it. Because he's too busy grabbing a beer. But uh, we have a beer on here that Martin has wanted to, apparently has wanted to try for a while. Um, We have had a couple of different beers from them before. Um, We had a Shandy on here at one time. And we also had, I think, one other thing. Maybe just the the, the standard beer, the their flagship beer on the podcast. Yeah, um, we I, had the yeah, shandy, which I, I mentioned. I don't think we've ever actually had regular Ganson on here. Oh, really? I think we've had. I mean, we've had it before, but I don't think we've ever done it on the podcast. So we see again. The only one that we had was the shandy. Then again, if you actually hired somebody to, yeah, if we. <laughs> If we if we went back and checked, uh, then we. I mean, I you, somebody got too uh, lazy when it came to you know putting subtitles for the episode. He used to put the beer in, but that you know it can't be bothered. So it's it's anyone's guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know if we had it. I guess I, I know we had the shandy. That's that's about all that I know. Um, but this beer, I was as, as I was saying, I was as I was telling the folks as you ran away, and I even dropped a joke that went you know unlaughed at. So it's going to be really awkward on the sh- on the on the episode when you know everybody's listening and they're like, oh, that kind of fell on deaf ears, you know, tough crowd. But um, yeah, I was saying that you had wanted to try this for a while, and um, you know, it's it's one that is not really easily found around here. It's not um, super prevalent. So when you saw it, you had to pick it up. And we're talking about Narragansett's Autocrat Coffee Milk Stout. Which I, I do find weird that we don't get it as readily available. Because one, I think Genesee still does. I don't think that they're like the main brewer anymore. Because mm. they, they do have the brewery in, uh, in, Rhode, in Providence now. But for a long time, Genesee was the one that they contracted the brewing out. So if they're still doing that, which this can does say, brewed in Rochester, New York, and I should say, sorry, Paw Talk and not Providence, but my bad. But anyway, yeah, so um, that and the fact that Rhode Island's only, you know, a jump, skip, and hop away from where we are, it's kind of, like I said, it's always been, I've always found it kind of weird that uh, what we get for Gansett around here is kind of, if you have to kind of look around. Even just for like the regular, you know, Gansett Lager. Yeah, I'm not really sure why we don't get it too often or, 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 you know, readily available. But 
It is. It makes it a nice treat when you do get it. And uh, you got it. You got it today. Your special special trip out to grab it. And uh, we'll start by saying, I really like this. Um, it's a coffee milk stout. And what I would equate it to is it's like a fuller Guinness. Um, it's what you, as you said, it's what you want Guinness to be. Or maybe even what you remember, what you erroneously remember Guinness as <laughs> when you grew when you grew up with it and you like had it for the first time. You're like, wow, this is, this is beer. This is real beer. Yep. It's um, it's definitely got a, it's 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 still light, but it's got a fuller texture to it than um I would say Guinness has, even with Guinness's nitro widget. This is still very you know. Creamy. Yeah, creamy and full. Um, and I like that a lot. It's got a nice, solid flavor to it. This, uh, the stout element to it is um, pronounced, but not like extremely strong. And you get coffee flavor notes to it as well. And what we generally tend to say about Guinness is that it always tastes too watery, too light, and it doesn't have enough flavor to it. And I think the autocrat gets past that and it has a really nice robust flavor to it. Yeah, I would agree. I like this. <clears throat> excuse me. I like this a lot. This is a very good milk stout, especially for like a macro brewer. Very good. Uh, I would recommend anyone who can get it to try it. If you, especially if you like milk stouts or stouts in general, <clears throat> because the comparison with Guinness is on point. Guinness, again, it's especially people who, uh, you know, start to like craft beer. It's one of, like like with Sam Adams and Sierra Nevada. It's kind of stuff that you start off with. and You're like, wow, this is so good. What a wonderful world there is out there. And then after you have more, you know, you know, different things, you kind of fall out of love with. It's like, wow, that's, you know, when you make the comparisons, you're like, man, there's no comparison between like a District 96 IPA to Sierra Nevada's IPA, you know. And that's kind of the same here because if you have if if you're somebody who grew like you know remember like started off with like Guinness is like your first stout you remember it fondly, but when you go back to it, it's not nearly what you your mind the nostalgia in your head creates. Like the extra stout's still good, the foreign extra still great, but the regular old Guinness it ain't gonna cut it for you anymore. This beer I would say would take that mantle like of like a like macro. Stout. It's definitely got more mouthfeel. It's definitely cre- almost as creamy as a Guinness. It has more body to it, more going on. It's uh, still drinkable, very drinkable, and almost crushable, you'd say, with how easy it is to drink. The milk gives it like a nice, slight, sweet, and creaminess to it. The coffee is very prominent, and I would say not like in like a artisanal way as I was telling Ryan before the podcast. It's not like you like, you know, like if you're having like a founder's breakfast out and you're like, ooh, that's like fine roasted coffee. Like, no, no, this this is your Folgers, your Maxwell House, your diner coffee. But it's great. It's got that nice burnt nuttiness to it. I like this a lot. This is very good. Um and I'm just damn shamed that it took this long to try it because uh this is a great offering. And if you get it in your area, I would say definitely try their they're milked out. It's very good. I also have to say that I really like the striking can. Nice bright yellow with yeah, the, bur- the bird and the 
Very striking. Yellow, red. It's uh stands out right away. If we lived closer to the city, we'd be like, that tastes like chock full of nuts. <laughs> yeah, and you missed... Just, you, just, just, as I say, just think of John Sterling doing one of his uh, chock full of nuts promos during a Yankee game. Like, while watching the Yankees, come have a cup of chock full of nuts. Chock full of nuts. The Yankee coffee. And I, I, w- I was... I said you were you were gone, and I I dropped this this joke, this double entendre uh, that f- ties into Valentine's Day. So I'm going to bring it up again for you. Okay. The can says a swallow will tell you, and I said that's my bedroom talk <laughs> as well. If you've had pineapple or not. <laughs> so yeah, there there you go. The be- the beer ties into Valentine's Day too. <laughs> All right, so so on to Happy Death Day to you, making sure to pronounce the two characters that are in the name of this movie. It's not uh, written out. It's it's uh, textualized. Oh, I thought How you, do you said feel writ- about that. I thought you said written house. Oh no, no, it's not, it's not written out. Oh, okay. How do you feel? How do you feel about that? <laughs> Eh, the textualization right. of it. The uh, we're chatting on Messenger. We're on AIM. Did you put it away? Ma- What's your away message? I don't know, but I, that that brings up an interesting point. I did see somebody the other day. It was, it, it was like a posted as a shower thought, saying, "You know, kids these days don't know when you you wanted to, you were upset and you were like, I'm putting up an away message with my favorite disturbing emo lyric." Is that a fucking like Reddit thing? A shower thought? Yeah. Is that, like, yeah. Thread? Is that a thread on Reddit? Yeah. You're a fucking loser. I didn't post it. <laughs> I just Doesn't saw ma- it. Doesn't matter. You're traipsing through Reddit. It's just, it was funny to me because I was like, <laughs> yeah, we did do that, didn't we? Yeah, you'd go with a tray, you. Like, yeah. I'm pissed, so <laughs> slip my wrist and black my eyes. <laughs> Putting that up for my away message. Hopefully someone notices and messages me about it, asking, what's wrong, right? What's wrong? And I'll tell them. I and, I'll, I'll, and I'll say, actually, actually, you know what? It's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. That's how we all were back then. That was like the... the um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you right now. It wasn't me because... Um, no, that's only... how we all were. I'm no, sorry. no. You were no, included. Listen, no, because my away, I only had one away message and it was around. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> It was just around. Yep. And that's what screwed me out of going to see Blues Trailer with Matt because uh, he had extra tickets and he didn't try texting or calling me. He just messaged me on AIM and saw the around and he's like, oh, he gave it like two shots. Like, well, I tried. And then, well, and so the thing get- the thing with you're around is like that's kind of counterintuitive. Like it says you're away, but you're around. Are you fucking at the computer? Or are you not? Are you around the computer? Are you I don't not have around to. the computer? I could be. I could be in my backyard. I'd still hear. I could still hear. Doo-doo. <laughs> are you? Are you? What are we saying? Are you around the pool? Are you around the town? No, just around the homestead. So, so far too vague of an away message. You need to use the passive aggressive phrases like I did. Well, I'm sorry that I didn't like be like, oh, what's what's an electric light orchestra? Uh lyric that I could use here. Yeah. 
I wasn't really ingesting this. I wasn't ingesting the music at the time. I was too much of an old soul being like sharing Bob Dylan songs with people. <laughs> yeah. Still do that. Listen to Bob Dylan, folks. What got, what got us on this topic? I don't what were we saying? <laughs> oh, the textualization of the, the, the title, which which in the scheme of things really means nothing at all. So I do like I do like the poster with the cupcake with the two on. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, yeah, I like a- that, and I like I like. So I think by design, Blumhouse Films, they do have a nice, like, well thought out PR to them. They have no, no. I'll tell you why they did that. Budgetary reasons. What? How can we make the most money? Well, tax costs money. Put to you. Yeah. No. As, so it's to you. No, no. As a two and a you. Bingo. Same on the text. Jason Blum sitting there wringing his hands together like money. Is that what? Is that why they did that with uh, Scream as well? They're like, the five costs too much. No, that's just name it Scream again. <laughs> Well, that's, that's just new line. Like, it's a reboot sequel, but everyone's in it. Yeah, that's just uh, them wanting everything for nothing. No, I I like the I like the two because it's it the textualization of it is saying, hey, this is the second one. There's if we a don't two get in that, the title. If we don't get that with the sequel with a three, I'm gonna be f- or fucking pissed. Or maybe they'll graduate to Roman numerals. Like, oh, for the for the third one in this movie. Yeah. How would they do that? Happy Death Day. Three some, yeah. There you go. And then, the four, <laughs> then, then the fourth one could be like happy, you know, happy death, happy day death for day you. four bagger. We're four, going no. bowling this time. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Happy death day forever. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. See? Happy death day threesome does sound intriguing. It could be the the porno version of it, but. They do mention a threesome in this, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. At one point in the film. Yeah, they do. All right, I guess we should actually talk about the movie. Uh, this is, It would be an interesting episode, though, to go the whole time without actually talking about the movie. We just talk <laughs> actually, about exi- things <laughs> that revolve around the movie, like other things, but we don't talk about what actually happens in the movie. No, you know what would actually be on point, and if we were a smart podcast that Who was Who are actually- you, fucking Guy Fieri? It's on point now. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard you say that before. <laughs> Going to Flavortown over here. <laughs> I was, well, if we wanted to be on point and on brand, and we were, if we were actually a smart, well thought out, edited podcast, our episode for this one would just be like a retread of the first one, but slightly different. You know, play play into that Groundhog's Day element. But that would you know. be insane. Although, you know what, we probably will end up covering a lot of the same topics. Like we didn't, I. We, I think we lost our train of thought there at the beginning in the intro, but uh, I was going to talk about the idea of having a baby as your mascot, which I think we did say in the original episode as well. You know, Still what kind of weird. mascot is a baby? Still fucking weird. And I, they even they kind of mention that in this in this one too. They're like, "Yeah, our mascot's a fucking creepy baby." Do you think that was like a point of talk when you're walking around campus and they're trying to get your money? Come to Bayfield University as they're serving you a terrible continental breakfast. Like we have, look at, look at this this quad. You can pass out in this quad at night when you've been drinking. And our mascot, that's we're the Bayfield baby. Something to be proud of. It's so weird too. Like, 
as a team, <clears throat> you don't really want to advertise that you're babies, right? What was your school's mascot? Uh, <laughs> it's a, a trailblazer. Oh, the Massachusetts College of Liberal Arts. The MCLA Trailblazers. You, and and that is also like just n- nicely vague and, uh, you know, like it has no real context. Like, think about it. What when you think about a trailblazer, what do you th- what what do you picture? You picture Sacagawea. Because that's not what our, <laughs> you know, that was, that's not what our mascot was. But it's like, what do you picture as a trailblazer? But it was like a guy who was like walking on a path. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's, how inspiring. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's just like you know, Syracuse is orange. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey! Forever and always, orange men. Yeah, no, right? I don't. Know I still wear. I still wear my 1985 <laughs> Syracuse orange men we beanie. We, we don't talk about that name. <laughs> All right, but yeah, but the babies weird. It's a weird, uh, it's a don't, weird mascot. Don't, I don't get don't, it. Don't disparage Otto like that, okay? <laughs> my, my, I, I went to Oswego, so we had the, we were the Oswego State Lakers, which makes sense because we're right on Lake Erie. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Sorry, Lake Ontario. Was the guy like dredging? No, no, it was like a, it, it was a old school like uh, boat, like a you know boat wheel. Like, you know, yeah. a lot of people, you know what, there's not, there's probably a lot of people out there who wouldn't be like, you know, th- think of that because, you know, to think like, you think like, oh, the Los Angeles Lakers, what the fuck does that mean? I don't right. know. Yeah. You know, they're originally the Minneapolis, you know, Lakers because they're around the Great Lakes. Yeah. Everybody kind of just says Lakers, but you don't really think about what the, in, in, in the intent of that is. Yeah. Interesting. So happy death day to you is... So the in- I found it really interesting that the film starts with a different uh, character than who we're used to. You know, we're used to Tree, who is um, Teresa, the girl from the first Happy Death Day, who was a real bitch. Did the whole thing with the you know, <laughs> did the whole thing with repeating her day over and over again until she wasn't a bitch. Until people, you know. Well, people still wanted to kill her, but then she eventually figured it out and was able to stop them, and that ended the loop. And then she became, uh, she fell in love with um, Carter, um, and then you know that who's Carter is a real Blumhouse name too. You know, Blumhouse has a habit of you know with their scripts and stuff taking ridiculous names like um, Shaley and uh, you know like the the jockey sort of weird names like Carter and. Um, Burgess and things like that for their first names. They have a habit of doing that. But anyway, um, you know, she fell in love with Carter, ends the loop, wakes up September nineteenth. She did it. She's out of you know, she's out of the loop. She she uh she she finished the 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 problem. Um and then Happy Death Day to You picks up and it actually has um Carter's friend Ryan, who we've seen in the first movie, um, and he's the one that's kind of leading the uh, the film for like the first 15 minutes or so. And I thought that was a really interesting way to open the movie to get it in a different going in a different direction than what we were expecting because we were expecting Tree to be the lead on, on the film again. And that doesn't name. happen right away. Such a weird what a name. Tree? Yeah. Well her name her real name's Teresa. She goes by no, Tree. I know, but who calls people Teresa Tree? <laughs> um 
Well, you know what? This film has a habit of shortening things. So, there you go. I mean, I like it. But it's just still weird. It's just still weird. I like it because it's, it's kind of unique. And let's put it in metaphorical context. In the first movie, she was planted in time. Tree stuck in time. Repeating oh. and repeating. Adding layers to her trunk. Eventually <laughs> sprouting out of that loop because she was able to reconcile her mother's death. Becoming a full-fledged tree. Wow. And now in Happy Death Day to you, there's more context added to that. Another layer on that trunk of the tree where she figures out that her mother is dead. She can't bring her back. Even going to a different dimension, she's living someone else's life. So she's got to sprout her own tree. Here's a question I have for you. Because um, <clears throat> the whole setup we have is basically, okay, it starts off following Ryan. It's the next day. Yep. And then he, it turns out that. Which I thought I think that would have been a little bit more interesting, like to follow Ryan more mm-hmm. and make it a day based on him. Mm-hmm. But they they kind of go like, no, we're gonna go back to Tree because she's the interesting one. She's the blonde. She's the pretty blonde. Yeah. So they, which I'm fine with. Pretty white blonde, we should say. Yeah. But <laughs> so she, so she goes back into a time again. Like, she's got to relive the 18th all over again. Mm. But she's in a different dimension this time. A parallel. Uh, like, different dimensions. So that's why we get slightly different quirks this time. Right. right. Yeah, we should say she's reliving the same day. But the her life in this day is different than the one that we saw in Happy Death Day. So here's the question I have. Where's the fuck's at Dimensions Tree? Where, what did you say? Where's the what? That dimension that she goes into. Where's that tree? Well, I guess we're supposed to feel like they got blasted into different places. So I was gonna say, like, 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 is like the wicked witch, wicked witch of the east, and like a house fall on her, like, (laughs) yeah, and she she entered that dimension, like, yeah. The the movie kind of talks about that because remember at at one point, like early on, she's trees, like, well, is there another me in this dimension? And they're like, no, not really. But they don't really give a very uh, detailed reason why that is did so, she get cat did she get catapulted to the other dimension that's that what i was thinking from? like maybe she went to the other dimension this so here's the thing happy death day to you has no fucking clue about the science behind it whatsoever it like makes up mumbo jumbo it's like oh, let's throw some random fractions in here square roots things like that we'll make up the physics as we go along it doesn't really matter and i th- i i think that's probably fine for the most part we don't need to spend you know 20 minutes on the functionality uh you know the inception-esque functionality of the dimensional travel and what this sissy machine does and shit like that we no one really cares about that right like like teenagers going to this movie uh and making out in the back they're like i don't i don't give a shit what uh you know the dimensional aspects of this are now people like you and i who kind of enjoy like the realism of it like we might want more from that but i I do i don't begrudge the film for not going really too far into the the mechanics of the dimensional travel or trying to explain it too much um i think like i'm not i'm I'm not asking for it to be like you know in depth i'm just asking like okay so she's here 
where the fuck the other tree go? Yeah, no, and I, and I I agree. I think that this film really leaves open some um some major plot holes that it doesn't really go into. That's one of them. You know, the other one that it doesn't really go back to ever again is that in the opening scenes, Ryan is his own killer. So it doesn't ever really come back to that after we get, you know, to the conclusion of the movie. It, it, it kind of everybody just kind of forgot like, oh, yeah, you know, there was a rogue Ryan that came from a different dimension who's here and was trying to murder this other Ryan. Like no one cares at that point. Not only, not only that, too, you have at the end. Where she's trying to figure out, like, when they figure out what can ha- like, how to get her back. Like, you can either stay here or you can go back to your dimension. And she, like, chooses to stay in that dimension. But it's like, wait, you want them to close the portal and stay in that dimension? You haven't even figured out yet who the killer in this dimension is. So to make sure, like, like I would have been like, okay, before we fucking even do this, let's make sure, like, we get all loose ends tied at the end to make sure, you know, we get this right. She's like, yeah, fucking do it. My mom's here. Yeah, and I kind of I kind of like that too, though. That this film does go into that because um, in the in Happy Death Day, I don't really remember too much of it going into like the fact that hey, I could reset things so that I could save all of these people from not being killed. It may have a little bit, but I feel like in Happy Death Day to you, it does that a, a, a little bit more, where it's like, oh, you know what, Carter died this time. Like maybe I want to reset this, and it does go into that whole scenario of like. I'm actually choosing to kill myself this time, go back, reset everything so that I can put like the chess pieces in the absolute correct order and then, you know, close the loop because I don't want, you know, extraneous things to happen. So like just thinking about happy death day in the beginning, like she knows that her roommate is going to at at the end of the movie, she knows her roommate is going to be the one that wants to kill her. So, like, why doesn't she go back and like try to try to stop that from happening? So, like, no one like just go back and apologize and be like, "I'm sorry, you're super jealous, you dumb bitch." But like, is that a reason to kill me with a cupcake? Like, no. So why can't you know? She should have just tried to upend it there instead of having it go through the whole process and you know, but. Neither here nor there. I do like that Happy Death Day 2 kind of does that, allows Tree to figure out the mechanics of the time traveling resetting and fix some of those issues that come up that she can avoid before she resets the loop. Um, I, I think that Happy Death Day 2 is, is uh, super playful as well. It's um, a movie that doesn't take itself too seriously. And I think that's, again, where we get that idea that the physics don't really – make sense in this movie. There's a lot of plot holes, but again, the film doesn't really take itself entirely too seriously. So you can kind of forgive it for that. Um, I do like the way that in this movie, they don't make tree so stagnant instead of having her stick around in the same clothes, the entire movie, like happy death. They did for the most part, they kind of play around with that and they give her almost like a, a montage of Barbie dress up scenes, (laughs) you know, where the, the idea is to actually put her in different clothes um on purpose to give this montage i like that i thought that was an an interesting addition to this movie and i feel like it was the creators taking the criticism of the first movie like hey why is tree so stagnant she's like a fucking cartoon character that only has one pair of clothes um and they kind of ran with that a little bit because it's a blumhouse film they only have the money for one set of clothes (laughs) not only that but they wanted to get um uh tree in a bathing suit as well just for like no reason just to just to get that 
do you th- I do like I do like the creativity behind like uh, when they're like like well how so how if you, no one's gonna remember how to do this how how are we gonna do this well you have to remember how to fix everything and she's like I can't fucking do that and like someone's gonna try to kill me well what if you killed yourself and she's like are you serious and then she just goes through the motions of like. Like in Groundhog's Day, you know, where Bill Murray's, you know, getting himself killed over and over again. She's like, you know, I'm going to drink bleach this time. I'm going to go throw myself into a wood chipper. I'm going to throw myself off a balcony. Honestly, do you would do you think that you would do that? Like no, absolutely, absolutely horrible. Absolutely not. Because I mean, like, yeah, it's like, oh, there's a loop, but at the same time, like, listen. What if the loop doesn't, you know? Not only that, but just like, <laughs> and what my wife said too. She was like, you know, like, what if you don't die? What if you like jumped off a five story building and you didn't die? You you broke every bone, but they're like, you know what? We can save her. <laughs> the paramedics are coming. Like, don't worry, don't worry. We happen to be here on on campus. We saw it happen. We're gonna get you the the help that you need. She's like, no, please. I think the, I think, <laughs> I, think the, I think the point is she's supposed to die at the uh, at the end. Yeah. So it's like a guaranteed death, but still at the same time, like you know, like. I that's what I would be thinking about the whole time. Like, well, what if I fucking throw myself off this building and like? Uh... Not only that, but the side effects of waking up too kind of suck. Like when she drank bleach and she woke up and she was super thirsty and like had to get grab, you know, it's, it just or she woke thing. up after electrocuting herself. Like the I just thought I, the one I thought was the most ridiculous but also funny is like her fucking jumping out of the fucking. Uh... Jumping out of like the plane to parachute, and she's just in a bikini, and she's just you know, and then slow motions down as like you know, Carter's with her friend Danielle, Danielle, and she, you know they're kissing on a bench, and she, you know, just splatters in front of them. You know what? That Carter and Danielle, and that part of that that timeline, gonna live with that forever. Somebody fell right in front of them. <laughs> yeah, right. You like know what? <laughs> you know what though? What kind of uh? You know, who lets her on that plane like that? Well, like, I was thinking, you're ready you know, to go skydiving? Let's what go. Of, what kind of skydiving company does a skydive over a college campus? <laughs> I know, like impractical. <laughs> yeah, right? you're just like, you know what? Uh, coordinates forty four degrees north. Not only that, not only that, they don't let you skydive alone on like your first couple of jumps. You have to go with somebody, and there's like a three hour video and like you know training. <laughs> Yeah, Happy Death Day to You is not one of the movies that really takes into account the uh, the, the consequence of yeah the reality <laughs> of these decisions. I guess. No, I I mean I I like the tongue in cheek humor of it. I like that it does not really take itself seriously. And actually, one thing that we didn't talk about that I wanted to bring up, so I'll do it now before we forget, is that Happy Death Day to You uh, is very different from the predecessor. Even though it does repeat like the Groundhog's Day aesthetic of it, uh, but the biggest change is that this movie is really not a slasher movie at this point. Um, it really transitions away from being a slasher movie because, for the most part, the trajectory of the movie has nothing to do with a serial killer or a killer stalking tree. It, most of the time, it's about her trying to figure out how to close this loop. It's more of like a sci-fi movie than anything else. It really doesn't have the slasher elements that Happy Death Day had. Which I, I, I'm not saying that to criticize the movie. Like, it should have had more slasher elements. I'm fine with it not having that. But I did find it interesting that it pivoted away so heartily from having the slasher elements added to it. There's a couple times where that happens. 
but the main focus is really not on the slasher element. Did you, did you did you have any thoughts about that? No, it was, it's fine. It's like a nice, it's like a nice pivot away from you know the original concept, basing yeah. it more kind of sci- in sci-fi. Like, and as you said on, from the get-go, like with uh, you know the film starting to like follow Ryan from the get-go, and it follows kind of like the same tropes and the same ideas, and there's a killer go- coming after him. You know, after a certain like you know a third of the film, they switch away from that, and that's not focal point of the film yeah i mean uh, I, I thought that was interesting that they they went in a different direction with it so what did you think about the um addition like well the i guess that we should say the changes to uh tree's life that we had seen in the the uh original movie the fir- the first movie because clearly the movie is wanting the viewer to come in with a pretty in-depth knowledge of what happened in uh, Happy Death Day because it is pretty good about um, matching what happened in the original to a T. And then also when we get to the different dimension, we get subtle changes to the way her, her life and the the context around her life has changed um, to be sort of like a foil to what she had in the other dimension. What did you think about that? How did you think uh, the film accomplished that? Like the different changes that it, it put in and then also returning to that same day and, and matching what happened in the original Happy Death Day? Um, I think it's unique enough. It's like, you know, the point of like this uh, alternate uh, timeline universe is supposed to be like it's very similar, but there's minute changes. Um. So I think like her mom being alive, you know, that's that's a good choice. Um the fact that they made Lori, you know, not the killer, obviously that's a good choice because that'd be kind of stupid to keep that up. The one that's kind of weird is um Danielle being with Carter. I don't really think that adds anything to it. Um you know, it's just, it's just like more a- for like um for jealousy than anything else. Yeah, because it makes her go back from being and not that, but also her predicament of being set back a day and having to do this all over again. I like that, like the morals that she learned from the last film. But when she realizes she's back a day, she becomes a bitch again. Like, like, god damn it, you know, like, not again. Um, but like, it has like you know enough changes. But I don't think like any of the changes overall, or you know. Uh, like astounding nothing like that's gonna really grip you and like make you more invested into the film it's kind of like okay they changed this up yeah i mean i think the the biggest changes are the uh i mean obviously tree's mother which is a big theme of the movie of her you know now she the first movie was about loss right the grief that she goes through of trying to figure out like what was the point of my mom dying like what you know and and is there a point in me repeating this day because of my mom and then happy death day to you is more about now I have my mom back. What is my ultimate decision? Like what is the best choice for me about who I am as a person? And do, am I able to keep my mom and also have all of the things that I normally have in life? And in this case, no, you can't, you know, as Carter pretty poignantly puts it, 
you know, you are you because of the things that happened in your life. And this isn't your life. It didn't, the things that happened in this dimension didn't happen to you. You don't know them. You never experienced them and you're not that person. So, you know, it, it, it has a interesting element about like themes of trauma and grief and, you know, you are who you are because of the things that happened to you. And you might not be that person if they didn't happen to you and you can't live someone else's life just because it might be a, a better life that you, you feel like you deserve. So I thought, I mean, obviously that's the main theme of the movie. Uh, I thought it did a fairly good job with that. Um, you know, I, I, I think that it becomes um, a driving force for the movie later on. But I think really Happy Death Day to You's biggest concern uh, tying this back to Valentine's Day is the love affair between Carter and Tree because that's really what ends up being the, you know, the crux of her decision is that she chooses Carter because she already had her mom and her mom died and you can't just, you can't just like reset that. Um, and you have to choose well, who you might not lose. <laughs> her mom, well, let's say her mom gives her some stereotypical advice, like, yeah, the past is the patch, the future is what you make it. Like, you know, go for it. Like, all it was missing was like, run home, go, run yeah, home. It, you know, it's it's uh, you know, a little, you know, hammy, but uh, you know, I think it works okay. It's terrible, but it's a, but it's definitely a. Overall, a love story between Carter and Tree. Because even in, in the new dimension, Tree and Carter are kind of falling for each other. You know, obviously, Danielle's not treating Carter right. She's asking him to write her papers and stuff. You know, he's kind of like the nerdy guy that she's just putting up with because he does her homework. I got news for you. I would, I don't care who it is. I tell him to fuck off, write your own paper. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't uh, reciprocate. No, no, not worth it. Absolutely not. Do you, do you think if your wife was like, Ryan, I got this report on T.S. Eliot. Can you, can you write this 10-page paper? Would you be like, sure. Well, I'd help her out now because she's my wife now. But like, if it was like in the beginning of the, the, uh, the dating affair, then no, because that's, that's using. Even now, even now, she was like, yeah, I really... We really need this help on Burrow. Scream back! Yeah, good luck. Read it yourself. No, I'd happily do it because then I get to extend my educate my English education. You're full of shit. <laughs> full of shit. You you say that now, but as soon as you're like sitting down to write, you're like, oh, what did I do? <laughs> oh, I don't want to read this. So, what do you think of uh, the change up with? Um, you know, the killer, because obviously, like I said, the, the film is not primarily a slasher movie, but there is the slasher element to it. There's the the twist at the end of, you know, who is the baby face killer that's been targeting tree the, the entire time. Uh, what did you think about that? Fine. It, it's it's the one that makes the most sense. The Having the wife at the end was totally like, what a beast, you know? Like yeah. Shama, yeah, I did like that. Yeah. I, you know, I thought that was that was fine. Um I think overall, I think kind of having the purpose of a killer in this is kind of, at times, pointless. I mean, I think they need to be there, but I think the way the film's kind of set up, like, it's not even tertiary, like, to the premise of the Mm -hmm. film. Like, it's just kind of there at the beginning, kicked totally to the back burner, 
for about four fifths of the film, and then at the end, like, oh shit, I gotta make sure Lori doesn't die. <laughs> and she runs off to the hospital. Uh, yeah, and it actually kind of like sometimes at the, towards the end of the movie, it c- extends it in a way that you're like, oh my god, all right, can we just get on with like, can we just you know like end this loop because. At a certain point, it's it's almost like because they double back like not only not once, not twice, but like three times where it's like I want to reset things. No, wait, never mind, I don't. Um, I'm okay now. We're definitely going to reset things. Oh, wait a second, but Carter died. Okay, let's not do that. And then there's the third one. Is like no, wait, I've got to go help Lori too. And it's just like you know, at a certain point, even though the film is not super long i think it's like an hour and 40 minutes uh sometimes those transitions make it feel like it's longer because you're just like would you just bitch would you just fucking get on with it just, just are you okay yeah i'm fine jesus she's like just fucking make up your mind how how do you feel about adding a dean like making it like a nice 1980s rodney dangerfield film like you're like watching back to school i mean like having having a pissy dean be like it is kind of – I thought it was interesting because like those sort of like add like a slapstick humor that's like kind of out of place in the movie but I also didn't hate it. You know, but but it also – yeah, it's like – it is kind of like, um, you know, like a goofy almost like uh, Disney Channel sort of like, oh, that Dean again, you know. You're watching with- – you're watching Police Academy and Gutenberg just, you know, getting the best of them. You're like, Gutenberg! Yeah, it's just like, oh, the Dean again. <laughs> it, you know, it, it. I didn't hate it, but I also thought it was like an, a weird uh, addition that d- didn't necessarily meld with the rest of the, the feel of the movie. I did like um, one thing. I did like is the fact that now every time like that she's di- um, tree dies throughout, she's getting weaker and like actually getting closer to dying. I thought it was like a nice little add on. Like yeah, yeah. That that they added that is like you only get so many chances, and like after so many chances, like that's it. You just you just literally die. Especially because. Um, the film, you know, I mean, like at this point, I think in this one, in the original, she dies. She says eleven times in this one. I didn't keep track in the first film. She says she died eleven times in the first one. So now she she died for like a month and a half, two months, you know, trying to fix it. So you know, that's nice. You know, adding like you know, the more you die, the yeah, the worse you're feeling, and yeah, and there's only so much you can do. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I thought that was a, a good addition that gives it, like, stakes. Because I feel like there would be a lot less stakes if she could just continuously just keep doing it, like, over and over and over again, you know? Like, like you wouldn't really have many much stakes if she could just you – know, she's got, you know, years and years of just, I'm just going to kill myself until I remember this. Uh, there would be a lot less stakes to that. Um. Other than that, I didn't really have too much else. Did Did you have anything else that you wanted to, to talk about? Uh, no, I don't think I really had a laundry list of things to. Yeah, I mean, I think we covered most of it. Um, I, you know, I think that the interesting part of this is that it's able to uh, overcome the the like doing the same thing. While you could say that it kind of does, 
like I said, it doesn't really return to her um, constantly waking up every single time and like learning about what's happening. Like she knows what's happening. She's doing it on purpose at this point. And uh, I think it adds a, like a nice different element to it. I don't know that they could get away with it for a third one. Um, I think they, they have to do something really different in the third one. Oh, speaking of, speaking of. So what'd you think of the ending? Uh, the ending or the, the post first part of the credits ending, <laughs> the ending, 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 ending. Well, the I mean, I think credits. it's like with the, with the government you're talking about yeah. the government yeah. coming in and they're like, we like your physics stuff. So you know what? We, we actually shield, just stole say, it from the college and we are hoping sh- to put you to work. <laughs> they literally put shield and Samuel Jackson basically in the yeah. ending. Like, you know, like I do like that, how they're just like. Um, you guys made something that we didn't know about, so you know what we're gonna do? It's ours. We're gonna take it. It's ours. Yeah. And also, well, you you must come with us. Well, I think the worst. I I, I like that. I think it's interesting because it does set up like possibility, like like what could, you know the, po- the potentiality for you know sequels and make it even more goofier and shit. I think, and I think that the potentiality for the sequels changes things around a little bit so that we don't have to see Tree again repeating the day. I think that's one of the most important things to not do in the third film. But you know they're going to. But at the same time, why is it? Why does Tree at the end like I know somebody who, somebody who could be a test subject? And then it's Danielle living the day over again. Danielle wasn't even that big of a bitch. She's just jealous because, like, in an alternate time, I oh she's my man that I've I've known for like eleven days, but Carter's only known me for two days. Well, I mean, she was definitely a bitch in the in Happy Death Day, and and actually in Tree's reality, um, she was. But uh, in the I don't other... remember. I don't. I, I but I don't remember her being like abhorrently bitchy though. Yeah, like, she was like... pretty. She was pretty nasty. But then also Tree was too. So it's hard to, uh, you know, it's hard to um, imagine like them being any worse than each other. I know, but is it worth being trapped in a time loop? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, you gotta think about that one. Makes you think. All right, so we gotta give Happy Death Day to you a rating. So, um, on a scale of one to ten, Dean's goofy ties. What's on that tie, by the way? I can't remember. Uh, Turkish, uh, whatever kind of case. Turkish something. Okay, so right, I thought I thought that was the case because he's a, a, addicted to cats. He's so, a cat man. On a scale of zero to ten, Dean's goofy Turkish cat ties. Oh, it's Turkish angoras. Turkish angora ties. I had to look, I had to Wikipedia that one. What would you give? And we should also say, okay, so let me preface this again. So on a scale of zero to five, Turkish angora cat ties, and five to ten hearts because we're doing valentine's day so we ha- you have to give two ratings you have to you have to like so that so you would do if you if you're giving a 10 you would give five angora cat ties and five hearts what wow. would you give you're overcomplicating. this is becoming uh on cinema at the cinema here uh <laughs> what would you give happy death day to you well you better watch yourself being T- using Hi- the scale please <laughs> you gotta watch yourself tim heidecker's gonna come for us He's you know what? Gonna, I would happily do he's not an episode find, on Office Hours with him. So. I say he's he won't find it charming or endearing. Tim's known to go after people who uh, 
steal from him. <laughs> um, I'd get you know what I I'll give it. I'll give it four Turkish Angora cats out of five, and then. <laughs> Stupid. So stupid. Dude, the scale is so stupid. It doesn't even make sense. Okay. And then, I get it. And then, and then um, two and a half uh, hearts um, out of five. So a total out of, it'd be six and a half and Turkish half. Angora uh, cats and hearts out of ten. Okay. Um, it, I, li- I mean, I like the film. It's well enough. I think it's an uh, interesting attempt at a sequel at a film that I don't think, in all honesty, probably deserved a sequel. I mean, like I said, it was a fine enough film, but it's not anything that like I sat and pondered about. Like, I can't wait for th- what they're going to do next. So I think the attempt at a sequel is pretty good. I think it's pretty well done. It's entertaining enough. Um, all bullshitting aside, like, you know, honestly, like the plot holes and all you know in the lack of detail on the time travel i don't really give a shit about um i think it's an interesting enough concept it probably could have done more i think they kind of focus a little too much on the sci-fi aspect to be honest with you i think if they kind of boiled it back down to being a slasher in a different dimension and kind of stuck to that it would have been a little bit more engaging because the whole Talk of like you know all the sciencey uh, techno babble is kind of just in one ear out the other. Don't really give a shit. And then like it kind of gets back to oh we got slasher in here. Um, but overall it's entertaining enough. I think they could do a third film. I'd be interested to see a third film, but I don't think I don't think it's anything like that great. It's a unique speed uh, spin on Groundhog's Day uh, with less of the charm. So I would give the movie three Turkish Angora cats because I feel like oh. Turkish Angora cats are inferior to wow like the uh, Norwegian forest cats like I have I have my my cat is a Norwegian forest cat so I'm giving only three Turkish Angora cats but then I'm gonna give four hearts uh, to enunciate how much of a Valentine's Day episode this sh- this show is right now <laughs> so on a total it would be. Seven Turkish Angora cats and hearts. Um, I think Happy Death Day. To you, I don't. I don't. Again, like I said, I don't remember Happy Death Day of what I rated it. Um, I feel like I liked Happy Death Day to you maybe just a little bit less than Happy Death Day. Um, hopefully that corresponds with the ratings that I arbitrarily assigned. Um, but I think Happy Death Day to you is a pretty good movie. Um, like you said, and like I said. It's not much of a slasher movie at this point. It's more in the science fiction realm. And I do think that that sometimes does take away from the interesting elements, especially, as you said as well, because the science is kind of mumbo-jumbo-y. It kind of mumbles its way through what it is and explaining it. There's a lot of plot holes at times. Um, those have been um, purported to be solved in a third film if it does end up coming out. But at the same time, just being left with this as like a single film. There's a lot of plot holes that don't really get resolved or have any mention of reasoning behind it. Um, Ryan's kill being the killer is one of them. You can kind of surmise why that would happen, but there's no real, it doesn't, the film doesn't return to it at all. Um, you know, why does the killer get sucked into the MRI machine for no reason? 
Why is he oh, magnetic? Which, which, by the way, no, no it's because he's holding the gun. Yeah, but th- that's not going to po- literally, and, like, and, rip uh, the gun out of your hand. And, and, and the wheelchair. Anyway, I forgot to mention that. That I like that. I like the fact that they went to... I, the MRI bit at the end. I like that. That's that's creative, because the whole like when they walk into the MRI room and he's carrying the gun, you hear the eh, like you know the metal detector go off. Yeah, but again, it's it's not like it's like goofy, but not realistic. But I like I said, I'm I'm okay with that. But I'm just saying, there's a lot of plot holes in the way that the film works out, and I I don't know that it's <clears throat> as successful as the first one. The first one really ran with the Groundhog's Day element and it worked because it was quirky and it it did that to a T with a slasher element. It was really fun. Happy Death Day to You does a similar element. It changes things up quite a bit and it's fun, but I don't know that it's as successful as the first one. I think for the third one, they really need to go out of the box. They really need to change things up a little bit, not just do another Groundhog's Day rehash of uh, repeating the same day again. I don't think Tree can be the one to repeat the day anymore. I think you're right. It would have been more interesting to see Ryan repeat the day and the loop kind of pushed on. Um, would have given this a film like a real – like I, I think that Happy Death Day to You is sort of adventurous, sort of you know bold in where it goes. But I think what would have been really bold is if it completely skipped over Tree. Maybe she was just like a secondary character, but it focused on someone else. I think that would have been the best way to do the second the second film but anyway they didn't do that so i think for the third film they really need to go outside the box and change it up quite a bit um but other than that you know i enjoyed it it's a fun film uh it's not gonna win any awards or anything and you know it's not one of the best slasher films but uh it was an interesting movie all right so um let's see what's next on the agenda we we still want to do scream we still want to do spider-man at this point, we still aren't able to do those, but we hope to in the near future. I'm not sure if it will be for the next episode, but we'll try as soon as possible. I was also thinking one say, that is at this point. At this point, I, I'll I'd be happy to just wait until they're on Blu-ray. And yeah, I'll yeah, yeah. Might as well because we're not going to be able to have a chance to see them in theaters. Luckily, I still have not had Scream spoiled for me. So neither have I because I have I've stayed completely away from everything about it which and also too i don't think i don't really know anyone that went to see it or cared which makes me sad (laughs) (laughs) which makes me really sad i think um so there was two things that i was toying with um one is i got murphy's law with charles bronson on blu-ray recently so i I was thinking that would be a fun one to kind of do you know you know i love me some charles bronson films that's right or we could do a black exploitation movie We, can we go weekly? To, to be determined. Can we, can we go weekly? Uh, yeah, that's fine. I, I could do another one next week. Yep. <laughs> because I'm very tempted. I want to <laughs> do a Bronson film, but I also want to do a black black exploitation film. Because unfortunately, because we're bi weekly now, we haven't and we're hammer fucked fisted with you wanting to do a Valentine's film and then something else. We haven't really gotten to go down the black exploitation route. Yeah, so we can do we can do two episodes this month, two more episodes, so we can do both. What, what, well, what are you thinking for black exploitation? I don't know. You said you wanted to do the spook that sits by who sits by the door, who sat by the door, spook who sat by the door. Is that what the one you want to do, or do you want to do? Um, well, we could. Sweet, I mean, sweet, back, spat, sweet. Oh my god, getting my getting tongue tied here. Oh my 
god. Which one do you want? It's up to you. I mean, you haven't seen either one. I've seen both of them. No, yeah, I have. I have seen sweep. Oh, you've, yeah, I forgot you've yeah. seen sweep. You don't. Want, we could do sweet. I uh, say you don't want to do sweet sweet back and uh, just the background have like you know just playing we, you know Earth can, Wind and yeah, Fire we, playing. We can do it because I didn't. I mean, I watched it once and I didn't love it, but maybe I need to revisit it and watch it again. So we can do sweet sweet back if, if you want to do that one. I almost want to do the spook, a spook who sat by the door though, just because uh, I've never seen that one. That is one you I haven't. Yeah. We both see, we've both seen Sweet Sweet Back. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. So we'll do Murphy's Law and then um, the spook who sat by the door for the next Which, two episodes. Most people probably don't know this. Uh, the spook who sat by the door is actually in the National Film Registry mm. as being culturally and historically relevant. So awesome. There you go. Then we'll be culturally and historically relevant by doing it. Plus, I think at this point, if you're if we're gonna do if we're gonna do black exploitation, which we could, I would love to do a whole bunch of films on it because again, it's such a expansive and at times ridiculous genre. Because you know, James Bond had their own black exploitation film with Live and Let Die, so you could you know do. You know, Roger Moore's first Bond film is a fucking exploitation film, and then his second outing is a kung fu film, with the man with the golden gun. But I think because it is such a big genre, such an important genre that is well-tread because of the 70s being such a unique time culturally with films like, you know, kung fu and westerns and exploitation and grindhouse, etc. Sweet Sweetback's one of those monoliths that, like... Um, kind of try to avoid on the podcast because it's well-trodden ground. We're not really going to be able to add, you know, a great deal to it. Right. You know. So I think the spook was at by the door would be more interesting, slightly more interesting because I don't, I definitely don't, I could be totally wrong because I don't really traipse about, you know, film junkie forms anymore. I don't really think that's one that you would, you know, people would kind of jump to. Sure. As a you know, interesting black exploitation film to a yeah. review. Well, I'm fine with that. So let's go with that. All right. So check in with us next week. We'll be back with another episode. Which one are we doing first? Murphy's Law. We'll do okay. First. And then we'll do Spook Who Sat at the Door. Yep. All right. So uh, you can find us on pretty much any podcasting app that you can think of: Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, our home base at Anchor.fm. Uh, subscribe to us. Leave us a nice review on there. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash blood and black rum podcast. Um, you can also find us on Twitter, pretty much the same handle. Uh, just search for us on there and, you know, talk to us on there. Follow us. Uh, we are also got a uh, email, blood and black rum podcast at gmail.com. You can write to us. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you want us to cover on the show. We'll take that into consideration. You can also donate to us on Patreon. Uh, or a couple other different areas, um, you know, I think on anchor.fm, you can also subscribe to us on there and whatever you donate really helps us out. Um, we buy a beer with it. So thanks a lot in advance for fueling our alcoholism. And uh, <laughs> hopefully we see you back for our episode on a Charles Bronson movie and then black exploitation. Take care.